those hot South Dakota afternoons that found me deep inside a large combine. In the darkness, I was cleaning the chaff out of the wooden bearings that support the machinery. I was hot, sweaty, and the tiny shavings left from the night's harvest itched like crazy. I was tired and confused. I had skipped the Bible college class on farming maintenance. God, what are you doing? Instantly the thought came to me. What song were they playing Sunday morning when you wept at the altar? It was the refiner's fire, Lord. He didn't have to say any more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to Life Journeys. I'm Terry Hardica. After preaching for 16 years, I found myself in a place that I never would have guessed or planned. Now, farming is an amazing occupation, but I wasn't raised for it. It's at times when we are out of our comfort zone, stretched and tested that God can accomplish some of his best work. You remember the verse in Genesis, the devil meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Today, we'll see that in yet another way. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. You've heard it, I've heard it, and usually when I have, I wanted to choke the one saying it. It's kind of like the person who tells you after you've been enduring a trial for a long time, just trust God, have faith, and he'll work it out. A few months ago, someone said that to me, and all the way to the parking lot, I muttered, Man, I hadn't thought about that before. That's a great idea. I think I'll just trust God. It wasn't my best reaction, but it did relieve some pent-up feelings about Job's comforters. When you get a fresh word from God, whether a Bible verse jumps off the page or a thought comes to you out of the blue, and you know it's God, it can change everything. That day in the combine, it was confirmed to me that God was making me into a pure form of gold in the refiner's fire, and it was going to be okay. Before we landed in South Dakota, we had at one time spent a couple of months living on the beach in South Padre Island in South Texas. We were struggling to make ends meet in what was to us a foreign land. I would nightly go out into the surrounding desert, listening to the waves crash on the beach, and under the moonlight, I would seek the Lord. God, I know that one day we'll be delivered from this nightmare, and I'll have a testimony of your faithfulness. That happened, but it was not on my timetable. He was far more interested in making the man than making a story, a successful ministry, or simply restoring a bruised ego. Now, here I was, in South Dakota, with nothing. But God sent a man who let me live on his property. One day we found an old broken-down mobile home on a farmer's field. I told this man that I thought I could haul it to, this, to his place, and I'd just like to use his pickup. Now, this was a mobile home, and Jerry thought the front wheels would come right off the road as I crossed the crown of the highway, but it worked, and I backed up alongside his Quonset hut. As I crouched under the trailer to jack it up and block it, a wind came across the prairie and the trailer started to lean as if it was going to tip over. I ran to the other side in that tiny space between the trailer and the hut and started furiously jacking up on that little hydraulic jack and crying out, Jesus, 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 help me! 
I wondered what I had gotten myself into. It was the next day that someone called me and thought it would be a good idea to just chew me out for something I, I don't even remember. Great. This will help. Then I remembered the fire. God is in control. You'll probably understand that I did a fair amount of studying about Job. Like him, I was driven by understandable and desperate confusion to ask God why. Job would have his friends tell him that he must have sinned for this to be happening. Finally, Job, in his whirlwind of trouble, would cry out, Why? I haven't done anything wrong, at least not to deserve this. What's wrong with me? Yet no answer would come. But Job would learn the very hard way that seeking to justify one's life in its great challenges can be the secret pursuit of self-righteousness. It often takes a long time for the life of God through grace alone to dig out the hidden corners of self-improvement, the secret thirst for self-glory, and a life driven by performance. It would take some time to learn that being led by the Spirit includes not being led by inner motivations of proving our value to ourselves with all of its insecurities and wounded pride. It was the young man Elihu that finally came and made it plain to Job. Sometimes it's not that we have sinned as the cause of our being tried, but that we have been sinning against the remedy for sin, God's grace alone, with no regard for our faults and failures. Through this I would learn that bitterness over unjust hurts is a sign of self-righteousness. Not easy to learn. A defeat is a high price to pay for needing to be right. One of the morals of this story today is to guard your heart against faith that doesn't seem to be working. Christians are usually quickly prompted to just attempt to stand in faith, call heaven down to defeat the enemy in front of them and claim victory. But the Bible has a lot of revelation that tells us that faith is given to us to find the strength to allow God to make us what He wants us to be and to do what He wants to see accomplished in our lives. When we realize that faith is meant to empower us to glorify God and to please Him, we'll see our faith take a jump up. Faith that pleases God often comes because our faith allows Him to mold the character within that pleases Him. James would show us that faith without action is deception. The question of faith is not if God will act, but if we will act. God is more concerned with our visible character than our verbal confession, more with our works of faith than our words of faith. Don't beat yourself up if God doesn't do what you think He should have done because of your faith. Just let faith produce what He thinks it should produce in you. The fruit of faith in you will produce absolute victory. We speak the word of faith louder with our character than with our lips. 